Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneur's or on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through listening to podcasts. How are everyone out there doing today i have our guests back from rogue wood fired pizza company how are you guys doing today nick and marty awesome how are you i'm doing very well it's very early on a saturday morning as we're recording this i have no idea what day this episode's gonna release but like holy crap it's early in the morning and uh i love that you guys are up and and functioning and i like that you guys wanted to get up and do this because i have a full day full of recording so it's good to get up and and get moving this morning Tell me about your guys, like, we we started, you guys were, you had bought this monster truck, okay, you're, you're basically buying a military truck, you're trying to convert it into a pizza truck, you're having to build your own um, pizza oven on there, I believe <laughs> you guys are doing most of the work yourself, Nick's doing a lot of the work, you guys are trying to hands-on the thing, we've, we've established that Marty's the operations, like, knick-knack like thinking details and uh nicks out in the clouds most of the time but together you guys work a pretty good team so i just want to set the stage for this let's talk about building this truck again i want to just start there and we'll just continue about your guys friendship and your lifelong childhood friendship but um or a friendship from childhood sort of that turned into the business that it is to our competitive pizza making so let's talk about building the truck again. Like, let's talk about going to source it. You guys are like, okay, if we're going to do this, let's get a cool ass truck because that's part of our business model. That's part of the sell. Kids are going to want to buy pizza from a big truck. So let's go back to choosing the truck and designing out the truck. And let's start from there. Yeah. So the truck was, uh, it was a, a midnight decision, um, that, that turned into reality. Um, and it's honestly like every, every little kid's dream to have a big monster truck like this. But when we, when we set out to build it, you know, there was just a picture in my head and piece by piece, we kind of just kept adding stuff. Um, I started finding coolers, which Marty will tell you, um, that wasn't uh, his favorite part. Cause I had his garage full of coolers and parts and pieces until we actually figured out what was going to go on the truck. Um, but the, the oven itself, you know, we looked around and you can buy pre-made ovens, um, but you can also buy kits and a lot of the food trucks and trailers that you'll see out there, um, the companies will build them out of their own kits. So we figured why, you know, why, why don't we just build our own? So we found the oven we wanted, um, and that was kind of the, the jump off point. After that, we had absolutely no idea what we were doing. Um, luckily, we have a close friend who has a metal shop, Kevin, and he's always looking to help people. So he let us use his space, let us use his tools, um, told me where to go find scrap metal. So we, we bought metal from this scrap yard, cut it down, welded it into this big um, I don't know, what would you say, like four or 500 pound uh, pizza oven stand, Marty? Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, all this time, first it's the pizza moves into Marty's house, and now the refrigerators move into the garage and all the parts. So 
explain this a little bit more about the refrigeration. Why all the parts? Why all the different pieces? Is it that you were looking for something to fit, or you custom designed something to fit for the truck? Well, so Marty's father-in-law, like he mentioned before, um, runs a HVAC company, and you know he said pretty much any coolers you guys can find because you know we're we're trying to make good decisions. We're not going out buying brand new stuff for everything. Um, so we found these used coolers, um, that were in decent shape, but, you know, just, you know, maybe somebody didn't charge them up or maybe they had a leak in their cooling or something like that. So we bought these coolers. I think the cheapest one we got was like $140. Um, and he was able to, you know, just check them over for us, make sure they were working and, and, uh, get them ready for us to put on the truck. That's so cool. So, as you're laying this out, are you starting to see a vision here? Are you starting to see that this could actually make impact, that you guys actually might be able to build a food truck and have a successful food truck business? Are you starting to feel that at this point with, you know, I'm sure people are like, oh, my God, what are they doing? What's that truck that's not a food truck? So you got a lot of pushback there. I'm sure how many people told you guys that that wasn't a proper food truck. I'm sure that oh, that You happened. should probably take that one. Yeah, honestly, like, I think Nick always kind of knew the vision, and uh, again, I think we, we learned things along the way, obviously, but um, as, you know, I'm giving my wife updates on, hey, yeah, Nick, you know, Nick bought the metal, like, I'm going to be going over to uh, Kevin's, and we're going to be working on this at night, so that it was a lot of, you know, working during the day, getting home, and either going right to Kevin's to meet Nick right after work, and um or weekends like early in the morning till you know late at night but um as nick's purchasing finding these coolers and purchasing them they're coming into my garage and that's kind of where we're storing them until you know my father-in-law gary and i can kind of rip them apart and see you know what the damage is and and get them up and running but you know at one point i think i had five or six coolers in my garage like you really couldn't even move around um and I really started to see the vision, you know, once we had these coolers and I can, you know, like I told you previously, I'm a hands-on visual type person. So once I started to see that and, you know, we had the truck and I can stand on the back of the truck. I'll, I remember Nick told me, hey, meet me at the truck. We went over the truck we got on and that's where he kind of really painted the picture. He's like, all right, so we're on the truck. Hey, we're going to put the oven here i'm thinking we do the cooler here we can set this up like that. that's when i really started to be like oh man this is gonna work but i definitely you know we had you know various people that were thought we were crazy you know like hey yeah exactly why didn't you just go buy a food truck or why would you pick this military truck how is this even going to work and you know we we knew we had something when when those words were flying around but um the ex experience of building this whole truck and then finally releasing it. That's when I think people are like, Whoa, they, they actually did it. Like this is actually working. So that it, it, you know, I can't even really put it in the words, but if the fulfillment of just putting in this hard work and then getting to this truck that Nick and I are on that we built that we're, you know, making our business just to that next level. To me, that was, I mean, it was awesome. 
I think it's incredible that, um, well, the vision, the idea, the big truck, the the tying together of the showtime, like we talked about before, like there is showtime in the truck, like the pizza's good, but also now you're cementing another experience with the pizza that makes it more, um, that makes it last longer in the human memory. It also drives an experience and an emotion to the pizza. It's not just eating the pizza, oh, it's good, and I remember that. There's a whole other emotion that goes along with it, mostly probably joy because people are so happy to see a big-ass truck. And so let's talk about your relationship fostering at this point. Like your relationship as a business partner is growing. Like you're beyond friends now. Now you're starting to trust each other financially. Like you got money tied up. Like you're having decisions that aren't your normal friendship conversations. So let's talk about the evolution of your guys' relationship as business partners or as friends. Like, what does that look like now? What did it look like before? What's the difference? Like, how much has your relationship evolved since starting this business? I think probably just the time aspect that we spend together now. It's it's definitely heightened. Um, you know, like Marty said in the previous episode, there was a time that I was probably over there at least four four days or four nights a week um, just hanging out. His wife's joking that I should just move into the basement. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like any friendship and any any business relationship, you know, everybody has to refigure out each other. And, you know, Marty definitely, you know, I could, I could say he's been frustrated with me sometimes because my vision, you know, I can't always get it out until it gets out. Um, and... You know, it's just a, a struggle at times, but, you know, between him and I, um, there's really no quit and we just push through, um, absolutely anything, you know, bad events, good events, no matter what it is, we're coming up with solutions. We're just driving, um, to our goals. And I think that's probably only made our, our personal friendship even better. Um, I mean, it's, it's like having your family right there with you. It's awesome. So let's talk about that. What are some of the best days you've had on the truck? What are some of the worst days you've had on the truck? Well, I can tell you the worst day. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so we had a day where uh, it was a pretty, we were pretty psyched about this event. Um, and we got everything ready and, and we're on our way there. And, you know, it was, was going to be a long event. And, you know, we thought it was going to be pretty lucrative. So, we make our way up there, um, pretty long drive, it was like, you know, 45 minutes or so. Um, and in the big truck, you know, that's a, that's a pretty decent haul. So we get there, you know, we're pulling in. It was kind of a, you know, already a weird feeling, just uh, how, the, how the area was set up. We were like, oh, okay, well, maybe this, this will be okay. But we get in there and, you know, Nick's kind of situating the truck and I hop up on the back of the truck and there is stuff everywhere i mean the cool the cooler opened up sauce was everywhere cheese was everywhere i mean it it was like i just i looked i was just like nick like i i didn't even know what to think <laughs> and you know we nick got up on the truck he's like oh my gosh so we we again adapt and overcome like he said you know we got it up there we salvage what we can salvage we threw away what we could we cleaned up the truck we, we got ready and it was a it was a slow day i mean we sat around for 
I don't, I think it was probably a good two hours where we didn't even sell a pizza, but you know, our thing is when we, when we say we're going to do something, we're going to be there at a certain time and we're going to stay for a certain time. That's what we do. So it doesn't matter. Like we're not, you know, you're going to have these up and down days, but we are committed to, you know, our, our word. And, you know, we stayed there all day. It turned out to be an okay day, but I mean that when we pulled up and I got on that truck, I was literally like, well, back it up. We're going home. Like, I didn't like, honestly, I had no idea what to think. I thought the whole day was ruined, but explain to me what you guys did. I mean, like, let's just really break this down. Like you've lost all your product. Basically. Do you start remaking it? No, we didn't lose everything. So let's start there. How do you rebuild? Container of sauce. And we probably lost, you know, what another container of cheese. So we, we still had product to get going, but just to get going, we had to do a bunch of cleaning. We had to, um, you know, what we fill a trash bag like quarter of the way full with just product. We all, yeah, we also came like super prepared for this event. Like I think we made like 200 pizzas and we were ready to sell out. And when, when yeah, I opened that up and I'm thinking, all right, it's a big event. We came with 200 pizzas prepared to sell out. We just probably lost enough product for 50 or 80 pizzas. And that's when I just started to get nervous. Like, man, we're, first of all, the truck's a mess. We got to clean it up. The event starts in an hour. And we have to, like, I'm prepared for this place to be packed. And we're going to run, we're going to run out early. So, like, I just started to get nervous. But it worked out well. We were able to salvage stuff that obviously didn't, you know, we had a couple of sauce cans that didn't uh, open up and fall everywhere. Same thing with cheese and, and the other stuff. So we were able to salvage some stuff. And like I said, it wasn't a super busy day. So it was a very stuff. hot day. If I remember it though, oh, that's it was probably hot, why man. it was, it was like 90, 90 plus out and just scorching, scorching sun. Yeah. So we, I mean, we ended up selling 80 to a hundred pies and like, it turned out to be an okay day. And, you know, I think we learned a lot from that, 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 that trip where, okay, we got to make sure we got locks on the coolers. I mean, a simple concept. We had a, a lock. It just wasn't like a, you know. A it wasn't as secure as it could have been. Exactly. So we learned some things. And, and, you know, again, every event, we always are learning. We're always changing up little things to just make our product, our productivity better, make our product better. And for Nick and I to really, like, find out how, I mean, at this point, we're still learning how to function on this truck. Um, that works best for him and works best for me. So we're not getting in each other's ways. We're not stepping on each other's toes. Um, but to me, that was just, I, I'll never forget that day for sure. I've got two other ones that I'll never, I will absolutely never forget. Yeah, let's hear one about One was those. when we were still in our tent setup and we were at this event and it's it's probably our third or fourth event in, in the public that we've ever done. Um, we don't have sides on our tent. The weather starts to turn. It ends up being really windy and we're still cooking on our small ovens that are only wood fired. Um, so the wind's blowing through, it's blowing down the chimney. It's putting out our fire. We can't, our ovens are like 200 degrees. You can't cook anything at 200 degrees. We're taking the tent. We're angling it to try and block the wind. We're putting cutting boards in front of this. We're moving my truck around, trying to, uh, block the wind. And we almost threw in the towel there. And, you know, I don't remember if the wind died down a little bit or we just pushed through. 
but we ended up having a pretty decent event um, at the end of that day. I think we even sold out. Um, everybody was super understanding and gracious with us. Um, but that was a learning experience. And then Marty, I, I know, know you'll remember. You hear, I don't know if you can hear me, Nick, but I'm laughing because <laughs> during that <laughs> event, Nick made me, Nick made me move. Like we moved those ovens and our tables around like five or six times. Like, Hey, let's try this angle. What about if we position them here? And we ultimately end, ended up at the same exact location <laughs> at the end and then still ended up doing, you know, doing pretty well that day. But I just, every time we got situated, it was like, Nick was like, hey, let, let's shift this. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're never going to do anything. But it, it did turn out to be a good day. And yes, that, I remember that vividly. Well, the other one that, that just always sticks out in my head is when we were going to Nisley Vineyards. And we're cruising down. We're super prepared. We've got like 200 plus pizzas ready to rock and roll. And we're cruising there. And we're a little bit late for this start time. We don't know what to expect. It's our first time there. And we're cruising down these back roads. And we blow an airline in the truck. And Marty's in front of me with, with uh, Brittany, his wife. And they're, they're getting there. And I was following them. And in the rearview mirror, he, I just disappear. And so I'm having trouble, you know, the air pressure in the trucks going to zero. I'm barely getting stopped. I pull into this guy's like kind of road driveway grass area. And I just stop, turn off the truck and, and jump out. Um, I call Marty and I'm like major problems. So he figures out a way to turn around. I think you came running up the road, didn't you? Well, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, fine, we'll bring it up. So I am towing the uh, – we have a little trailer that um, had – and at this point, I think we were only able to get our one big trailer. And we didn't have it filled. It just was a big trailer. It was the only one we were able to get. So we have this trailer, and I'm driving in front of Nick, and I'm like – I pull over, and I'm like, where is Nick? Like, I just saw him. So, so what's in this trailer? Like, this trailer's all your supplies and stuff that you bring to the well, show? Well, at like this point – yeah, it's got like our stairs to get on the truck. It's got um, bins with miscellaneous, you know, stuff in it. So you got yeah, a full caravan. Like at this point, you're prepared to go to shows. You're not just rolling up with a truck. You've got like your fucking transport vehicles. Well, we call it our support vehicle because this truck definitely needs support sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> yeah. like a bicycle race or even military convoys go with more than yeah. one vehicle. Definitely. All right. So we're so, on this very, yeah. very like narrow farm road, and I'm just sitting on the side, like waiting for Nick. When he calls me and said, "Hey, major problems. Like you got to turn around." I, I don't even know how to back up a trailer at this point. So I just leave the car there. I, put I, the I, I didn't the even car. think about that actually, because I grew up on a horse farm. Trailers are just part of life. Well, even like lawn trailers, like that for the tractor. Yeah. So yep. I just. <laughs> Parked the car, put the four ways on, locked the doors, and I I ran about like I mean maybe a half a mile, three quarter mile to Nick, and I get there. Nick's like, "Where's the car?" I'm like, "Dude, I left it on the road." I can't even imagine what's going through Nick's head right now. He's like, "Wait a second, you ran all the way back here?" Well, actually, that part didn't surprise me at all. Um, that's completely Marty to a T. Like Marty um, shows up, but without yeah, the car like, and all the support, all the stuff needed to actually fix the truck. Well, so ironically enough, where where I pulled over, it was this uh, awesome dude. I his love this Ken. story. I love it so much <laughs> because well, I, it's like you're now totally separated from your support vehicle. Yeah. Well, 
And then, um, well, Brittany was driving separate too, right, Marty? Yeah, Brittany was yeah, driving yeah. separate. Um, so the, I think, you know, all of our stars aligned that day. Where I pulled over was right in front of this house. I get out of the truck. Obviously, it's this massive truck. It's got coolers on the back. There's a pizza oven. We didn't have the, the top over it or anything. It and doesn't look like come, a normal pizza truck. It looks right. Like. <laughs> so these, these people come out, and they're like, you good? And I'm like, nope. So this guy comes over, and his name's Ken. He's he's become one of our, our good friends of the business. Um, it just so happens Ken is one of these guys that is a jack of all trades. He was you know, in the military for years. Um, he's like this crazy mountain climber. He smokes his own meat and cheese at his house. It's, it's just, it's nuts what this guy does. But ironically enough, he was also a mechanic in the military. So he comes around. I'm like, yeah, I think it's this airline. I think I can switch us around. Do you have a wrench? He's like, yeah, let me, let me run up to the garage, runs up to the garage. I'm on the ground. Marty gets there. And, you know, I'm switching out this airline and, and doing everything that we need to get back on the road. Well, military trucks are, they're not the most reliable sometimes. And the charging systems for the batteries aren't the greatest. So if you don't run it long enough, it doesn't charge your batteries enough to start the truck. We can't get this thing started. We're trying everything. Ken comes down with his truck. He, you know, hooks up the jumper cables. We're still not getting the thing started. He calls his friend. Do you remember what his name was, Marty? I don't. It's, it, um, it's, my mind. But this is where the story gets hilarious. He, he's like, my friend's on the way. He's bringing starter fluid. This dude comes riding in on a four-wheeler. He's got, uh, what was it? He's got like, like a an ATV. Like an ATV. Yeah, he's got a, a can of starter fluid in his one hand, and he's got a beer in his other hand. He gets off the, the ATV. He cracks the beer, and he goes, what we got going on? <laughs> And sprayed the starter fluid in, got the thing fired up. And we were like, yo, we're down at Nisley's. You guys come down and get pizzas. They ended up coming down and getting pizzas. And uh, Ken actually stayed with us like the whole night just to make sure we were good. He came back to make sure the truck started so we could get home. It's just amazing what people do. Yeah. Well, and now they're invested. They're emotionally invested in your business. Oh, yeah. And that's huge for customers and word of mouth and all the stuff that go with running a successful business when you're doing the right thing and doing it properly, which you guys are. You're building relationships. I mean, to an extent, Marty's willingness to just leave the car and run all the way back, even though it's a funny story without the supplies, the reality is he was willing to do it. He didn't just pull over the side of the road and wait for you to figure it out. The partnership is that you that you show up for each other. And when you guys show up for each other, other people are showing up for you. 100%. So <clears throat> let's talk about what it's like to show up at an event with this monster truck. It's obviously bigger. I think it's probably longer than a food truck maybe. Maybe you have some hiccups there and there. What are the problems you have with the truck because it is different than a food truck? Like, Let's talk about that because I know all the advantages. They far outweigh the problems. But let's just talk about the things, some of the hurdles you guys run into by having the truck that you have. I think the, the biggest problem we've had with it, um, I mean, we've had a couple events where, you know, they like to, they're more vendor events, so they're more stand-based. So they're like, oh, well, you know, this stand gets 12 feet by 12 feet. And we're like, yeah, we're going to need um, like 25 by 40. And they're like, what? They're like, 
yeah, it's, it's a little larger than you would think. Um, but they all accommodate. Um, and when we show up the smile on their face, they're, they're willing to do absolutely anything for this truck at that point. Um, they're like, do you want a spot up front? We're like, absolutely. They're like, okay, we'll move these people. So you can be the star of the show. Um, and then I would say, um, I guess probably like sites that aren't level because obviously, you know, food trucks and food trailers, you can get like little leveling blocks. Well, this thing's probably too heavy to really do that. I'd have to rig up some kind of system to really level this thing out. So we definitely need like flat spots. And that's, that's been the problem at a couple events, but they've always worked with us and we've moved around to different locations. Very cool. So let's talk about you guys. Like, let's talk about, we start talking about your relationship a little bit before on the previous podcast and on this podcast, but let's talk about Nick and Marty. Like what are the core values that you guys think that you individually have within yourself that make you good entrepreneurs or good partnerships here? Like you're truly your core values. And then what's the core values in the other person? I think we named one before in the previous episode, but we were sort of running out of time. So let's really dive into this. Let's like talk about core values that you have, core values of the other person, and why this relationship works or why you guys, um, I would say your business relationship and your friendship is huge and it's different than most business relationships. It's one of the reasons you guys are finding the success that you have. So I want to just tap into that for the audience. Who wants to go first? Core, core, um, <laughs> as far as the core values of like this business and, and what I bring to the business, I'd say perseverance. Um, you know, I, I don't accept quitting as an option. I mean, there's been times where in your mind where you are like, I don't think I can do this, but then, you know, you just block that out and you just truck ahead. Um, you know, and, and passion, you got to have passion. You know, I, I love, I love what we're doing. I think it's amazing. I would love this to be my full-time thing. I'd like to be the only pizza in the world, you know, if, if that was a possibility. Um, and then I'd say courage, you know, you have to, you have to trust yourself and what you know, you have to be willing to trust the people around you. Um, like I put a lot of faith in what Marty does. I know he puts a lot of faith in me. Um, and then, you know, you also have courage that, that you're willing to take the risks. And up until we started this business, I wasn't willing to take any, you know, business risk um, until we took this leap of faith. Marty, yeah, what do you got? For me, uh, my, I think my number one, and that's just the way I'm geared, is just, uh, you know, organization. I think, you know, being organized and is, is very important in just your overall success of your business. Um, you know, uh, creativity, I think this goes for both Nick and I, but we're always trying to, you know, elevate our pizzas. We're always trying to make things better, like I've been saying through throughout this podcast. But, you know, that is kind of what we're trying to, you know, we want that to set us apart. We don't want to just give you these normal pizzas. We want to, we want to, throw you a, a pizza out like maybe the Cuban and people are like, what? We explain it to them and they get it and they try and they come back to like, that was amazing. Like that is. And that what really kind of pizza was that? You said your Cuban pizza. What, what is, obviously you've mentioned that. Why is it, what's, what's in that one? Well, that's Nick's favorite pizza. I'll let him describe that pizza. But, um, 
that was just a, one example of just you know, a unique creative idea that we had that is a classic that we said we can turn this in and put this on a pizza and people think that no there's no way like it can't be that good or, or whatever and when when they try it i never thought about that this was amazing and like those things really like that's when you know you're doing something right um uh, nick i'll let you explain the cuban quick if you like yeah so i mean um everybody's probably tried a cuban sandwich and it's probably one of my absolute favorite sandwiches out there um and it's typically done with like a roast pork and and ham and pickles and uh mustard and then swiss cheese um but i also really like doing barbecue and i like smoking food so i was like you know what we're a wood-fired pizza company um i like smoking pork i was like i'm gonna smoke this pork um with with a couple you know, traditional seasonings and stuff like that. Um, and then we found a really good quality ham and we mixed up our own kind of like a, a mustard based sauce, um, to put on this pizza. And like the first time we made it, you know, I'm my, my taste buds are dancing around. I'm probably dancing around. Um, just cause it, it tastes like you want a Cuban to taste. Um, and it just visually, it looks beautiful. And then we released it to the public and people went nuts. I think we sold out. It was probably, you know, the, in the, the first 30 pizzas, we probably sold 20 of them were all Cubans. And people just keep saying, when are you bringing the Cuban back? When are you bringing the Cuban back? When are you bringing the Cuban back? So it's definitely become a. Couldn't resist. I was. I made a comment. I'm not the audience couldn't hear me, but I was like, I said racist, and my microphone wasn't on. But I was just joking around. Everyone demanding the Cubans. So, but <laughs> <laughs> it's um. But I, <clears throat> I like this. So people actually want this pizza, which oh, yeah. is funny. It's coming off an American military truck, and they're demanding the Cubans. And um, <laughs> but I like it. I like the um. I like the sort of the. <laughs> the American representation of all encompassing and, and the mixing of our culture and even our food. Like it's such a combined uh, melting pot. I love it. So anyway, people keep demanding the Cubans. Well, I mean, not so the we, cigars. Yeah. It'd be nice, right? Yeah. Um, no. So we, we tend to like our pizzas, we tend to take traditional ideas of, of, you know, a traditional food item or something like that. And we rework it and try and make it better and try and make it, you know, more interesting than it was before while still capturing the essence of what that was. Um, like we've got, uh, this one pizza right now that I think is probably even more popular than the Cuban. We call it the wit whiz. So it's like a take on a Philly cheesesteak and it's greasy. It's cheesy. It's like everything you want a cheesesteak to be, but it's like pizza form and it's not like any other cheesesteak pizza I've ever had at any pizzeria. It's just, in my mind, it's just better. Um, because of what it captures, you know, you think of, think of that bite at Pat's or Gino's or, um, any of the, the famous places and, and that's where it takes you. Well, and it's interesting. I actually, um, I don't have any like TV or cable or anything. And like, 
in the Airbnb I'm in for now. Like, just by the way, as an entrepreneur, I pay one bill. It's like the greatest thing ever. Like, I have all these bills to worry about for businesses and stuff, yet I have one bill to live in, not like this is a permanent solution. I need to buy myself a property or rent an apartment or something eventually, but um, not throw away my money, mainly. But one of the things is, is I'm watching the Rocky movies on Netflix because that just happens to be on the TV here. So there's a Netflix account and I can click on it. But the first Rocky movie actually shows Pat's cheesesteaks even before Geno's was there across the street, I believe. That's kind of mind-blowing um, in terms of the history of Pennsylvania and the Philly cheesesteaks, which is what you're representing in your pizza. There's a huge, I don't even know how to describe it, like there's so much history around that particular piece of Philadelphia alone. And I just talked about, we all know the stairs in Rocky, yet Pat's cheesesteak is part of the first Rocky movie. If anyone's, I mean, that's how old it is. That's how much a staple it is of the city. That's how much cheesesteaks have become a staple of Pennsylvania cuisine or a representation of Philadelphia. Or, I mean, they're everywhere. They're called Philadelphia cheesesteaks, for, for God's sake. So, Talk to me about this pizza again. How's it layered? You mentioned Cheese Whiz. What is Cheese Whiz? I think the audience should probably know since most people outside of Pennsylvania don't know what it is anymore. Well, I mean, Cheese Whiz is just that, um, you know, fake, satisfying, delicious, um, you know, cheese sauce that that Kraft makes. And um, it pretty much tastes good on everything. Um, But, you know, our pizza... We use like sliced ribeye just as they do. We season it up, cook it down, um, cook off the onions, and then we've got like an American cheese sauce base um, that we use, and that really, you know, creates that ooey gooey, bubbly, um, you know, base for this pizza. It's you know, it kind of combines two different cheeses. Okay, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, like it's not even breakfast time here yet. I think that's like Marty's favorite pizza now. (laughs) That's awesome. So let's talk about the entrepreneurial journey. You guys are growing so much. Like you're learning things about business and stuff like that. Let's dive into that. Like on the business side, on the entrepreneur side, what is the food truck teaching you that necessarily maybe you guys didn't know before as individuals? Like what are the new skills that you're gaining that you didn't have before because of this truck? I mean, as far as, you know, the truck and the business in a whole, you know, it's, it teaches you more so responsibility. You know, everything falls on, on you. Um, you know, you don't, you don't have a safety net per se. Um, you know, if the truck breaks down, it's like, Hey, either I'm going to fix it or we got to pay somebody to fix it. Um, and obviously starting out as a business, you're trying to control costs as much as possible. And, you know, if you have the ability to do something as an entrepreneur and, and you've got a skill set, you know, in my mind, when you're starting out, you should do it yourself. And it's also more satisfying um, to know that you are the one that did it. And the whole process of building the truck, I think, you know, between Marty and I, the level of satisfaction looking at it and knowing that, you know, we did it as opposed to paying somebody to just build us a truck. Oh, man, it's just. You can't even you can't even put words to it. No, and honestly, like the you can totally tell. Uh, you know, this truck elevated our pizzas in general. I mean, from cooking them, from starting out on these little ovens, and 
you know, cooking these pizzas. They were great, but cooking on this big oven that is now being, you know, seasoned with this oak wood and all these other flavors of the pizzas. And, you know, it just is insulated better. And these pizzas come out, you know, better. They're, I don't know how to explain it, but we've done a, we've done some, you know, we call them flavor creation stations at my house where we just come up with a bunch of ingredients and we just come up, that's where we come up with pizza ideas. We're just messing around at my house and Nick's crazy brains going at it. And, you know, that's where this Cuban comes from and where the wit whiz comes from and all these other amazing pizzas. But from doing them in our backyard, just messing around in, in the little oven to cooking them on the truck, there's definitely a vast, um, definitely a, a change in those, in the, the pizza quality coming out of the small ovens um, versus the big ovens. I love this. And I love what you're doing. And I love what I love your guys sense of humor. I love that you get the jokes. I love that you guys are jovial. I mean, we joked around the Cuban earlier, like you guys have really such a good perspective about this. And, and like you enjoy the business and you enjoy each other. So like, let's talk about where this is going. Like, you've started this off. Like, how are you getting events? Like, how do you book events? Like, who manages that? Like, what's what what's going on right now? Because you're about to go into the spring. I've got to imagine you're pretty booked already. So, as far as, like, booking events and, and um, securing, securing spots... Um, I think we talked about it before. We've we've got this uh, brewery, Rainy Cellars um, Brewing. It's in Millersville, Pennsylvania. Awesome beer. The guy makes incredible, incredible beer. Um, he uses like wild yeast and wild fer- fermentations and stuff like that. But um, he has really been part of what's made us successful. Um, he's kind of become our our home. Allows us to set up there. Doesn't charge fees. Um, if we need to connect to electric, he's like, yeah, go ahead. I don't, I don't care. He's like, just bring customers in make them happy and we're all good. Um, but as far as other events, you know, you can reach out to people, um, send, send an email, send a call, uh, or, you know, make a call, um, to, they've got like event planners at, at wineries or they've got, um, and people that take care of, you know, venues, um, we've found that we like breweries and we like, uh, you know, drinking events just because that brings people. And when you're drinking, you want food and you want um, good food fast. So we will. What well, we, we did that bar tour that one time, Marty, where we just went around to a couple of the local bars and breweries and we introduced ourselves and said, hey, um, we've got this food truck. We gave them a card and said, if you're ever interested, um, give us a call. Um, and we've had a lot of people reach out that way. We also get a lot of emails or, you know, DMS on Instagram, uh, for private, private events. We also do private events. You know, um, I think we've got a wedding coming up. We've got a, a birthday party coming up. Um, that people will just reach out and say, Hey, can we make something work here? And we always figure it out and, and try and make them happy. That's, that's the most important part to us. Like, Honestly, like, Sorry, go ahead, John. No, no, no. Go ahead, Marty. I, you know, it's it's pretty cool when we do these events. Um, a lot of it, a lot of our, the way we get these are just word of mouth, like people talking to other people, 
Um, I mean, kind of like how you found us. I mean, someone kind of just brought it up to you, and and here we are. Um, I mean, we even have people now that <laughs> we did a private event for this one gentleman for his wife's birthday, and he came back to us and said, yeah, we're making this an, an annual thing. This, this was awesome. You guys are great. And it just, you know, we come with our – you know, our attitudes and we're coming happy and we're having a good time and we're joking around with people and, you know, people can see that we love what we're doing and the energy that we're bringing. And I honestly think that is a main part of why people, you know, come back to us or, or reach out to us. Cause you know, we're just, we're just having a good time out there. I mean, yeah, we're working, but you know, for, for me, at least it's, you know, I'm hanging out with my friend making pizzas and, you know, I could be in my backyard or on this truck making pizzas for hundreds of people. And I mean, to me, I'm just on the truck with my friend making pizzas. Well, I mean, I mean, too, we, we get feedback all the time that, you know, from, from our regular customers that just every time we're at an event, they seek us out, but they always say, yeah, we come for the pizzas, but we stay for the show because Marty and I were up there goofing around. We always have music playing. We're always making our own pizza remixes i think we did a christmas event and every christmas song we incorporated pizza what do you mean what do you mean a pizza remix i'm not even i don't even whatever you guys are about to come up with i don't i can't even wait to hear this is are there elves that's all i want to know (laughs) my voice is not tuned up right now so no but like it'd be like jingle bells but we would take jingle bells and we would change it into something about our pizza and people are just crying laughing watching us make these pizzas as we're just crying, laughing, joking around, having the best time of our lives. Um, what was that one event, Marty, we were at that we're like singing when the moon hits your eye like a rogue pizza pie, and there's there's people sitting at the, the table outside, and then they start singing along with us. Like it was just uh, as, a, as an Italian, you know, hopeless romantic Italian and the lover of pizza, that song like holds a special place in my heart. Like I always think about it when the moon yeah, hits so, your I mean, eye, we'll right? We'll just replace it. You know, we replaced. I think Cher comes to mind also for some reason. But yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the show we put on, and then you know we always like to invite people up to the truck. You know, people are they're just walking around looking at this thing, and we're like, get up here, like come talk to us. So they'll come up, talk to them, we meet them, shake their hands, and um, develop that relationship right there. And then they just come back, and they're like, hey, remember me? We're like, absolutely. And we try really hard to remember these people's names and really call them by their first name it's not always the easiest thing but once you get to know people um you know that's it's just the connection that they feel with us now yeah which what is the your favorite thing about being what is the favorite thing about being on the truck like what do you each enjoy the most about your new entrepreneurial journey i mean i we talk about this a lot and um, I think we both, and Marty, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's literally seeing people's faces and they see the truck and then they try the pizza. Um, the one thing that we really try to do is, uh, get pictures with our customers and we always ask them, you know, Hey, would you, would you care if we take a picture of you and we'll throw it out on, on Instagram or whatever. And, you know, nine times out of 10, everybody's like, yeah, absolutely. But just seeing their faces and how happy we've made them that day. That is what, what does it for us. Yeah. For, for me, it's just, it's, 
it's being on it's not, I mean it's just being on the truck like people pull up and they're just like they some they'll see it maybe from one angle they'll pull in and they'll be like what there's actually like people on this truck and then when they get out and they get close to like what are you guys doing? Like, I know. I still have to shake my head every time I look at it on social media or I think about you guys. I'm like, it's just such a cool concept. And, and that, that's what it is. People walking up and you can just see their faces. And we always are joking around like when people pull up and they get out, we're like, oh, they're totally getting a pizza. They're going to love this. Or because you can just their their face says it all. The, the one thing that really sticks out in my mind is is the one day we're set up right by this main road. And this public bus comes flying up and he stops and he opens the door and he yells out, what are you guys making? And we're like, pizzas. And he's like, I'll, I'll be right back. He's like, make me one of whatever you want. And we're like, uh, okay. The dude comes flying back, stops traffic, literally just puts the four ways on. I don't know if there were people on the bus or not. Gets out of the bus, runs over, pays for his pizza and, and is off. Right. He caused like this major traffic jam at the intersection. He comes back through like an hour later, I guess, on his normal route, honks the horn, thumbs up. It was great. And just keeps going. That's like incredible. That, that to me, like that, that just, that just made, that made our day. It's just so incredible that just by like, I mean, I can't imagine your guys brand or you guys as individual entrepreneurs, if you hadn't taken this leap of faith with the truck. Like it's it's defining and it's really a part of your brand, but it's actually a reflection of who you guys as entrepreneurs, who you guys are as friends, and who you are as individuals. And I really like that. I think that it's a huge representation of all those things. What are the least things that you enjoy about your jobs right now? About being an entrepreneur? What are some of the things that you guys are like? Oh my gosh! Like this isn't something I want to do, but I'm obviously you're doing it because you're enjoying the uh, the positive side. But what are some of the things that you don't enjoy? Uh, cleaning up. <laughs> no, I mean, when every time we're done, I mean, you know, we're doing the, and it's not even really cleaning up. Uh, it's, it's cleaning up, you know, the truck. I mean, that you, you want to, you gotta, you gotta get the power wash out. You gotta, you know, spray it down. You gotta do all that stuff. Now for me, I get enjoyment out of cleaning. I'm weird. Um, I mean, like I vacuum the house 20 times a day. It's just what I do when I want to relax. No wonder your wife puts up with all this stuff in your house. You (laughs) clean up after yourself. Now I get it. I'm like, wow, she's very patient, but Marty cleans up. Marty puts away his own toys. It's like one of those guys. So it's not that like, I absolutely hate it, but I mean the prep and, 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 you know, making the dough and things like that. I, I do. I, I enjoy that. And, you know, cleaning the truck when it's a nice day out and it's sunny out, like to me, it's like, Hey, I'll take a couple hours and yeah, it's relaxing. But when you start getting these little colder months and you know, you get home and it's, it's late, it's like, Oh man. Okay, it's dark it. or, yeah. 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 So that's, that's probably the least satisfying part of it. Um, but man, when you're, when Nick gets there in the morning, I mean, every morning he <laughs> comes to my house and we're getting ready to kind of just, get out of there um he always brings me a monster energy drink and a breakfast sandwich from rudders so every time nick shows up and i get my monster energy drink and i get my my sandwich i'm ready to rock and roll i'm excited i'm ready to get to the event and have a good time and then when you're all done after a long day and you drive home and you're like oh god i gotta unload all this stuff and i gotta clean it up it's just you know part of doing business but um again i, I love every aspect of 
everything I mean, we're, we're doing. I think, you know, if you're, if you're talking least favorite things, I think our least favorite thing is that, you know, it's not, it's not our full time. Um, the fact that we only, you know, we only do this on the weekends and, so it's like start, then stop, then start, then stop when it could be, you know, I've worked in restaurants a long time and each day, you know, if you're open seven days a week, each day is the same thing. You go in, you start your prep, you, you know, turn on your equipment, all that stuff, you know, cleanups the same, everything's the same. Well, for us, it's okay. Well, you do that once a week now or sometimes twice a week, um, where it's just, I feel like it's more work to do it that way than it would be if this was like an everyday thing. Awesome. I love it. And let's sort of talk about like, wow, I'm just like, you guys are just such incredible humans. And the idea that you've come across is just so unique. And it's only a matter of time before it does become your full-time job. Just so we're aware of that as well. I just think that the business is booming. I think that I found you guys. That's word of mouth. I think that we haven't even released the first episode yet. I'm interested to see how that one goes. But I think um, what you guys have done is your friendship. It's unique. It's built a brand. You've built a brand within the truck. You've built a brand within how good your pizzas are and your attitude and, and the way you display yourselves and are fun. Like you've attracted the people to the food truck, but it's not, um, how should I say, a rigid military um, experience. It's a fun experience. It's like a kid experience with uh, monster trucks or when we used to drive around our matchbox trucks or our Tonka trucks. So I really think that that's part of the experience. If you guys could go tell your previous selves anything or entrepreneurs out there something that you guys now know that you wish you would have known before or something that you didn't, you do know that any advice that you could give your previous self or any entrepreneurs out there, what would it be? I think, um, I would tell myself to have patience. Um, first and foremost, I'm, I'm very much a person that just goes and, and will try and tackle the world all at once. Um, and if I had my way, I'd have, uh, a fleet of these things and we'd have 80,000 locations and, and you know, all that by now, but in my mind, that it just doesn't work that way. Um, you know, there's, there's times that you need to, you know, somebody once told me slow down to speed up and I never really understood that, but it holds so true. You know, you've got a million things going on. You take a step back, take a breath, and then you can really see okay, what, what step do I need to attack now? And what, what's really important right now for us to, to do? And does it really affect, um, everything or is this just a want or is it a, an actual business need? Um, you know, grandeur is great and grandeur is what's in my mind. And, um, you know, my vision is always, always bigger. Um, so I would, I would definitely tell myself, you know, break down the process and, and really figure out what's important to, to building what you want and break out the steps that are feasible and attainable for you to, to actually make that vision, you know, work. Yeah. And, and I would say, you know, 
you know, happiness is key. You know, sometimes, you know, you're like Nick said, your brain's going everywhere and you just want to do all these things, but just take a step back, think about, okay, why'd you do this? You know, what's the goal and where do you want to go with this? And really, you know, get back on track. I mean, you know, we've, we've done this numerous times and, you know, I think we're continuing to always ask ourselves those questions, but that's huge. And, you know, enjoy the journey. I mean, you know, we bit off, I think a lot more than what, what we can chew at the beginning. And I think now we're really, now that we have, we have this truck and we're in, and, and again, it's, it's not finished. I mean, there's still things that we're working on to make it better and things we want to add to it, but we're just enjoying this journey. And like Nick said, we'll, when we have the funds and, and, you know, we know we, and we might want all these things, but like, what do we need to just keep functioning? And then what can we get to make our, you know, ourselves better at what we're doing? Um, and then don't let those bad days discourage you. I mean, we went over a few of those. I mean, you have some bad days and um, that's kind of what separates a lot of what I, I'm starting to see is these entrepreneurs from non-entrepreneurs is, you know, you're going to have these bad days and, and you're going to want to give up. Are you going to give up or are you going to, you know, push through and, and, you know, put that behind you. What happens happened. It's in the past and you know, look forward and stay focused on, you know, on the prize. And I 100% agree. And I think everyone thinks it's, we play, <clears throat> it's about intelligence or how smart you are or what you know, but I will tell you discipline, consistency and determination over the long run wins every time in the entrepreneur game. It's why everyone's like, oh, why don't, you know, the, the, the lack of education is, is prominent. It's not because that education isn't eating. It's not that ed- entrepreneurs aren't getting an education in a different way. What it is is that entrepreneurs just have discipline, consistency and, towards their goal. And school becomes a distraction because school is randomness. Every semester your classes change. You don't get a routine. You don't really get a routine with your, your peers. And so for an entrepreneur, that's often hard. That's why school doesn't work, guys. Is Even though an entrepreneur is a rebel mindset, rebelling against something, part of the rebellion is the structure and discipline and the focus on what's needed and getting rid of things that aren't necessary for what they're focusing on um, or we're focusing on as entrepreneurs. I, I won't put myself in the we category on this one because I am I do have a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. I just happen to educate myself because I thought it was important, but it was, it was We've all gone to school, but yeah. at the same time, it, you, you don't learn what you need to learn at school. Yeah, exactly. And I think it builds no, a yeah. foundation. And, um, and so what, what I am saying is that, um, the entrepreneurial journey is what you make of it and it's about going and getting the experience it's about the determination and the consistency and the discipline to never give up basically to know that everything's a lesson it's not an actual failure um and i think you guys are talking about that do you want to say more on that nick that we all i mean you were talking about school yeah i mean i was never i was never the best student in school if i didn't enjoy it i didn't i didn't focus on it i didn't i didn't pay any attention to it um and that's I think that's a, that's part of this. Like, if you're going to go into business, if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to put your all into it. You're not going to, you know, think about it at night. You're not going to wake up wanting to do better. It's just going to be another mundane job for you. Um, 
you know, my mom would always ask, well, why are you getting, why are you getting poor grades in the subject? I'm like, I don't care about it. And she goes, well, then you're getting A pluses in this one. I'm like, cause I love that subject. So I, I think it's the same with your business. If you love your business, you're going to give it a hundred, you're going to give it a hundred percent. You're going to get that A plus in your business. Um, but if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're just not. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that. And I think as entrepreneurs, we have to do things we don't enjoy. And but it's, we know if we master them, there is joy in it because it benefits our business. And there's a difference there. I agree with you in the school aspect. I had the same exact experience. Like I did well in the classes I enjoyed and was growing from and focused on the ones that I didn't. I just didn't do well. They didn't <laughs> like it literally in my head was a great a game of how much time do I have? What classes matter? What do I need the best grades in and what matter most to me? You know, it was just one of those things, plus running businesses and trying to play sports and everything else. And um, so I love this story. And my point being was this, is that the differentiator like really is the discipline and the termination that Marty's talking about. Like he's right. The difference between an entrepreneur succeeding and failing is just that one entrepreneur sees it as failure. The other one sees it as growing. A, another fucking growing experience, really, an AFCO or UGO, if you just want to say another growing experience. And so that's just really what it is. And I think that you guys have done that every step of the way, whether it's just pieces of equipment or it's building something or jumping in with the monster military food truck. And like, I think that you're just such well rounded individuals and your journey is just so bright. So I mean, are there hopes of more trucks? I mean, you talked about it a little bit. I mean, right now you're a two-man team. Have you guys discussed what it looks like if you had to expand? Or is it a brick and mortar? Like, I mean, you guys talk a lot. You spend a lot of time together. So what are these conversations looking like? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I would hope every every entrepreneur out there always dreams a little bit bigger. And, um, you know, we we always talk, Oh, it'd be cool to have like an outdoor kind of like pizza garden area, or it'd be cool to have a brick and mortar. Um, you know, so these are all things that we're thinking about and kicking around. And it's, it's always that question, you know, it's like when we went from the tent to the truck, is it the right time? Can we make it work? And, you know, is, is this, is this what's going to be right for us? Um, but, you know, we've also kicked around the idea of like, yeah, let's, you know, let's get more trucks or bring more people into the fold. And, you know, let's really make this, uh, you know, recognizable, bigger than just Lancaster brand. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's definitely on the horizon. It's definitely things that we're thinking about. How about you, Marty? Are you in agreement? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, we we're always talking about this. I mean. Um, sometimes Nick would just call me when he has a crazy idea and I'm just like, you know, yeah, I mean, the, the sky's the limit for sure. And, uh, he, you know, being in the restaurant industry and having, um, you know, connections and people that are still in the restaurant industry and, you know, the mentors on his side, I think, uh, you know, we're always talking to these guys and, you know, step by step, I, I, I think one day, yeah, it definitely can happen. And like Nick said, I mean, I, personally, I would want nothing more than for this to turn into something great. And I mean, we're making obviously great money, but then we're having a good time doing this full time or something. And, you know, 
we can look back and say, man, we like we created this. Like I never thought um, that. First of all, I never thought we'd start a pizza company, and I never thought that we would have a five-ton. And here we are. We started a pizza company, and now we have a five-ton food truck. So I, I'm always saying, like, you know, never say never because if you if you want something, and you know, dream big and go get it. You know. So I just think that we need to, you know, it's just gonna be one of those things where we'll keep asking ourselves and kind of put ourselves in a good position to be able to one day, you know, make one of these jumps. But um, I think there's numerous ideas out there and which, you know, road are we going to take? I don't think we're fully clear on that yet, but shoot, we weren't even <laughs> fully clear on what we're going to do with the, with the five ton when we got it. And, you know, look at where we are now. So I think there's, there's definitely a, Definitely a bright future ahead for sure. So um, this is going to be my my second to last question. This is like your friendship evolved a little bit, and I touched upon this earlier a little bit, but we didn't really dive into it. But now you have like a business in between you guys. There's like numbers and finances and marketing and accounting. Like who does what? Like how do you guys divide up the responsibilities outside the actual operations? Cause you're both in the operations, but there's a lot of other pieces to running this food truck. Well, I think the kind of the unique part of our business right now is that we both still have full-time jobs. So the money aspect has never really been an issue for us in that, you know, we were just trying to build a brand first and foremost. And we were trying to make sure that what we were doing made people happy and could make us money. Um, so having, you know, having our safety net of the full-time job, you know, we didn't care if, you know, some of our first events, if we came out with a little bit of profit and, and, and stuff like that. Um, as far as breaking up of the accounting and stuff, um, it's kind of like a 50, 50 thing. Um, Marty typically handles more like the, the banking side. Um, I've got my mother involved. She's got an accounting business. So she kind of is a little bit of guidance there. Um, right now it's not super complicated. Um, so that's, that's also a little bit of saving grace there. For, you know, all of our social media, it's usually just, we both kind of handle that as well. You know, where we post things or Nick will, you know, send me photos and, you know, we kind of just post as much as we can. Um, and, you know, we're always just at every event, um, our, our, my niece that helps us out, she'll always, uh, she's getting photos, you know, we're taking photos as, as much as we can throughout. Um, we have a, a friend that has a drone and he'll come out every once in a while and get some, some photos for us or, or videos. So we just try to get as much as we can. And, you know, it, it's tough, like, you know, it's just Nick and I, so we're trying to, you know, make pizzas, but also take pictures, but then work our full-time job and try to keep up with the social media. So it's a lot, but um, I think we're both doing a good job balancing this. And um, I mean, and as far as like- Who leaves like, first? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, uh, Nick. Well, just like another aspect of the business, you know, if usually the truck, if there's something with the truck, I'll take care of the truck. Um, just because of my, you know, mechanical background and stuff like that. It's just what I do. I'll just wrench on stuff. But, um, you know, as far as really getting ready for an event and, and planning out our time, you know, Marty typically takes, well, always takes care of the dough. 
So that'll be one night uh, a week. He'll go and he'll make the dough. Um, and his ADHD self, he'll also reorganize the, the, the bins and the coolers, uh, every week. Um, cause I'm always asking what bins this and what bins that. And then he always knows exactly where it is. But, um, then on the other side of prep, I will typically prep all the, um, like specialty ingredients. I'll, I'll smoke the meat or I'll, you know, be cooking something. Um, and then, you know, we do that in our own respective time, whatever works for our personal schedules. And then we kind of bring that all together on game day and, and then we go out and we play. Very cool. Um, so in this case, if someone had to leave or the food truck becomes full time, do both of you leave at the same time or do one, have you guys talked about the less? Like, how do you, because you're getting to that point, I believe, I think if I'm hearing about you, people are talking about you all the way up in Allentown and up into Wilkes-Barre and, and Scranton, I would say that your business, like the word of mouth, well goes before the wave of consumers start consuming the products, just the nature of word of mouth in the telephone game before people actually get to you. So what happens? Who goes first or do both of you jump or, and how do you make that decision? Have you guys talked about that? What's the actual triggering point? That's a, that's a damn good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, we've, we've talked about it. We've hinted, you know, Hey, you know, what could this be? But I don't think in our minds we've actually come up with that plan. And that's, that's something we should, definitely think about and, and definitely start having a conversation on because we both clearly love the hell out of this, this business. Um, and we both believe in the potential that it has and, and what, what we know it's going to be one day. So that's definitely something we'll be thinking about. Awesome. Um, let's, let's anything else you guys want to share with the audience, anything you guys, thought that you'd want to say during the podcast before we go and also where can they find you guys on social media and online marty you want to start yeah i mean i just want to um you know say thanks for having us on first of all i mean this has been awesome our you know first podcast and i wasn't sure what to expect but this has been great it's like a conversation between a couple buddies and um it's been a wonderful experience but um Honestly, just all these life lessons that, you know, for me that I had when I was younger and all these, um, you know, mentors in my life. And then, you know, the dream of maybe one day owning my own business. Like I never knew how this was all going to play out. Um, It kind of just happened. I mean, I met Nick. We've been great friends. Buy a pizza oven. You know, we start this little adventure and like, look where it's at. I mean, things just kind of, kind of happen. I mean, and, you know, I think for me, I don't know if I would have ever really took this big leap without having, you know, you know, Nick by my side, like having someone there that you can share the ups and downs with, you know, push ideas off of. And, you know, that's been, been awesome. So I think, you know, if there's anyone out there that, is you know one day wants to start their own business or you know they have an idea that they want to you know pursue it's you know sometimes you just gotta sometimes you just gotta take the leap i mean we we did i mean we honestly did do that i mean we took our 
you know, savings and we went out and we bought this truck <laughs> and, you know, not even knowing how we were going to start. And, you know, that's just, sometimes you just got to, just got to go for it. And, you know, you're going to, you're going to fail in life. And like, I've failed numerous times. Nick has as well. And, you know, don't give up, keep trying. You know, if you're out there, you got to take this important test for whatever and you, you fail, just keep going keep trying. You know, you want to start this business. It doesn't pan out. Keep trying. I mean, keep on swimming, keep on swimming. Yeah. Cause it's gonna, it's gonna work out. I mean, entrepreneurs are special people. So yeah. We them. I agree with you, Marty. And I was just trying to anchor like a comedy point, but the truth is that you got to keep going no matter what. And you got to keep swimming. You got to keep, you know, one foot in front of the other, one day at a time. I mean, there's a thousand sayings, um, one step at a time. It's it's true. Like, and I think you and Nick, Nick does a particularly good job of taking a big picture and knocking it down to small steps. But you guys, as individuals, take on things differently. But you both take them on in a similar way, which is breaking them into small tasks, which I love. And I didn't mean to interrupt you or get you off your task, but it, I just. You're right. You got to keep going. You got to keep walking. You got to keep showing up. You got to keep swimming. You got to keep being true to who you are, which is not being stagnant, you know, not being mediocre. You know, average yeah. is okay. At least you're trying. But mediocre means you're not even trying. So I just think it's one of those things. Go ahead, Marty. Yeah. One other thing is just, you know, you got to have the support, a strong support system with your family, you know, your friends. And obviously, uh, with your business partner or partners, but you know, for me, um, you know, I tr trust Nick to have my back in any situation. And if I had, you know, a need and I called Nick, I know he'd be there for me. Um, and I'd be there for him and, you know, same thing with my family and friends. I mean, without my wife's support, I, there's no way this would have worked out. I mean, she's been unbelievable. Um, and then, you know, just my, son you know being understanding sometimes when at the beginning when i had to miss a lacrosse game or whatever it was you know he always came back afterwards and told you know asked me hey you know, dad game was awesome i did this how how was the pizza thing how was the pizza? you know so it's just like that's that's awesome and you gotta have that so um if, you, if your support system's weak then that you're fighting an uphill battle yeah, and I, th I think, too, to Marty's point, um, you know, you you can't do any of this alone. Um, as, as, as much as people think, you know, you can take on the world by yourself, nobody ever achieves success by themselves, I don't believe. Um, there's always a mentor. There's always a teacher. There's always a coach that has affected your life or maybe is still in your life. You know, I've got a, an amazing mentor, my friend Rich, who we worked together for a number of years. He really made me love food and he started becoming, you know, a support system for, for Marty as well, just in business. And we bounce ideas off this guy and he sees our vision. And I think he's one of the people that as soon as he heard about the idea and then he came and saw the idea, he was, he was like, I'm a hundred percent on board, whatever you guys want to do, you got my support. Um, so he's somebody we lean on, tremendously and you can't do it without those people you just can't 
But uh, if people want to find us, again, we're on the Instagram um, at Roguewood Fire Pizza Co. Um, also on Facebook, this, Facebook, the same handle. And um, we'd love to cook some pizzas for people. Come check us out. We always post our uh, schedules when we know what they are. And we'd love to uh, serve you pizza and, and make you happy. It's crazy. Like the time flew by with you guys. I just, I mean, we've been recording for an hour and 15 minutes roughly. I mean, probably with some cuts and stuff, it'll slim down. But it's um, it's quite incredible because, like, I lose track with you guys a lot. And, like, I'm, like, I ask the questions because I'm going, oh, my gosh, we're already at an hour when I said it. But there's so many other things to you guys. And I eventually will. I'm going to ask you guys to come on for a part three as we get into the spring and you, your business starts ramping up again. Because I have a feeling you're going to be having the conversation of leaving your respective jobs and trying to figure out how to make this work full time. One, with COVID sort of going further and further in the rearview mirror from the perspective of the crisis situation, um, that doesn't mean there won't be waves of other crises. We don't know that yet. But what I do know is you're in a position that you're able to ride them no matter what. I do also know that you're in a position to grow your company. I also know that both of you have the right attitude and mindset. Like everything is about growing with the two of you you guys are able to work through things you know your respective superpowers and you know what makes each other tick so i think from an entrepreneur standpoint from the standpoint of building partnerships these friendships that i've seen and and let me tell you everyone outside of food is like mostly like oh it's hard to find partners and it's hard to find them in relationships and you can't do business with family it's different in food it's a tangible item there's a weighing thing there like that doesn't mean your partnerships are always great but when when everyone understands and every does does the work and everyone works towards a tangible goal and to the the visionary goal i think that there's a lot there in food and it helps with successful business. There's also a lot of entrepreneurs who businesses don't do well merely for the fact that they can't get along in their relationship with their business partners or they choose poorly. They don't build a friendship first or they don't court each other or get to know each other on a friendship level before money because you've got to be able to handle money like it's not money. I don't know how to explain that to everyone, but that's the way you've got to handle it in partnerships and relationships. It's a very important thing, but you've got to handle it like it's not because you don't die with it and take it with you. And But it is important not to go bankrupt, right? At the same time, like it's important to be financially responsible. And, you know, if you're religious and you believe in God, there is like religious and and financial responsibility of being a human that goes along with your spiritual and mental and physical balance and so it's not that we're taking it with us it's just that there's a responsibility to do well with it and you guys are doing that you're you're taking the things that have been giving to you you're reinvesting in your businesses you're not going all in and, and harming someone which i do believe eventually you have to go all in you have to burn your ships in order for your business to be successful which is why i asked the question and why I'm planting the seed for you guys on this podcast, because I would do it for anyone by just asking questions, okay? All great leaders don't tell people what to do, okay? That's one of the weird falsehoods of leadership right now. A good leader actually doesn't tell you what to do. They ask you questions so you can come up with ideas yourself and be your own person and lead true to yourself and be a good person in leadership. That's a leader, okay? And when the and and people are like, well, why, if it's a leader, they need to be leading, or people need to be following. True, but it doesn't need to be in the exact imitation of the leader. It doesn't need to be 
the leader isn't a great leader if there's a hundred thousand people imitating him. That's not leadership. Okay, that's called I don't even know what, but it's not leadership. It it may look that way. It may have the perception of it. It may have a lot of the core similar values of leadership. It's just not leadership. Okay, um, if all the people follow and they're fighting for the same cause and they're all doing it together and they all have their different respective positions and individualism, that's a leader, just so everyone's clear. And you guys are doing that. And I think that you're gonna build a business and you're gonna build individuals and you've got your family involved and, and, and support. And I just look forward to what's next for you guys. <clears throat> so I just wanna go ahead. Know, say one last thing, but you know, I'm gonna miss some people, but just you know, shout out to Kevin for giving, helping us out and letting us use his shop. Shout out to Ryan for letting us use his shop and helping us out with everything. You know, shout out to my wife. Shout out to Gary, my father-in-law, and Phyllis. You guys all been great. And, you know, Nick's mom helping us out. Like, there's so many other people. But like we said, it's there's a support system there. And uh, we couldn't have done it without all of you. So, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And let's, uh, Justin, let's do part three on the truck. Yeah, let's do part three on the truck. I'll figure out how to get there when I make my <laughs> trip to New York next. Because um, I'm going to do another live bunch of live episodes in new york and um, maybe I'll, I'll figure out how to get there with some of the portable equipment it could be fun sounds good man yeah and uh everyone in the audience uh who's out there you can find us on instagram at just in the food entrepreneurs and you can find us on spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts if you like the episode you're listening in your family friends of uh roguewood fired pizza company you should like the episode <laughs> you should give it five stars and you should give it a good comment because that's what helps the entrepreneurs and gets their voices heard. That's algorithm based. It wants likes, it feeds off of it. Even the artificial intelligence gets dopamine hits these days. So the more that you guys do that, the better the episodes do for the entrepreneurs and obviously the podcast does better. But the main thing that I'm trying to get across is if you want the story sh shared, um, your fans of the entrepreneurs that are on the podcast or their products that best way to help them is give them reviews uh, for their episode and share the episode so people can hear their story and uh, have emotional attachment to their brand as well because um, it should be heard you are entrepreneurs you are different than a corporate business that's out there or a chain your individuals making a living building a business and you're building core values and in in all sorts of ways you're following the American dream so Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you everyone for listening in. I love everyone in the audience. I love all the entrepreneurs out there fighting for freedom and capitalism and free markets and the entrepreneurial journey and mostly for building dreams that are big enough to fit everyone else's in them because that's a huge responsibility, guys. So thank you, everyone. I'm out. <laughs>